everyone. I'm Claire Burgum. I'm Bruce Harwood. And you are listening to Small Talk. Uh, we have Anthony and Angela joining us this episode. I will let them introduce their, themselves in our In My Opinion segment. Um, but today we are going to be talking about online dating, which is something that I'm surprised we haven't talked about yet <laughs> because it's, uh, I don't know, there's a lot to say about online dating. Even if you don't date online, you probably have an opinion about it. How um, we got to episode 11 without talking about it is shocking. We spent like three episodes talking about the Apple Watch and zero <laughs> episodes talking about online dating. I like, know. shame on us. I know, shame on us, really. Um, okay, so we will kick it off with, in my opinion, and I will go first. Um, I'm actually going to be recommending a actual book This is that her I'm first reading. actual book <laughs> yeah. in 11 episodes. Yeah. Her first book that's been recommended. It's a book. I'm holding it right now for, <laughs> for all you guys. I, it's like with got pages and words and everything. Um, yeah, I usually recommend Instagram handles or Twitter handles or something like that, but it's a book. Um, it's not new. It hasn't been released recently by any means. I think it was like 1995 or <laughs> 1998. I don't know. It's probably in here somewhere. Um, but it's somewhat relevant because um, Gone Girl, the movie, was released uh, in October of last year, and this is by the same author that wrote Gone Girl. The book is called Dark Places by Gillian Flynn, um, and I don't remember if I've talked about before how I kind of got into this weird phase where I watched a lot of dark, depressing movies on Netflix. I don't remember, and we talked about that for a little bit, but this is a very dark, depressing, twisted novel, so if you're into that sort of thing, um, definitely read Dark Places by the same author as um, Gone Girl, Jillian Flynn. Recommend it. It's great. Very weird. Yeah. Do you... do you think she's a, a pretty good writer? Because I know there was a lot of controversy with the Oscars this year because not only did she write the book Gone Girl, but she also wrote the screenplay, oh, which a lot of that. people thought were was, was really good, but she wasn't nominated for an Oscar, and people thought that it was a pretty big snub. Um, I like it a lot. I I have this habit of whenever I fly, I um, pick up like those trashy airport novels, you know, <laughs> and I read them because I find the characters and the plot lines to be interesting, but the writing is usually horrible. Uh, but I think this is pretty good. I think she's good. Yeah. I read Gone Girl, and I, yeah, I thought it was really well done. And yeah. It's, it's definitely a page-turner. It definitely keeps you keeps you involved. This one's a little bit more twisted than Gone Girl, right? Yes. Uh, well, I haven't read Gone Girl. I only saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> can, I just, can I just comment that? Go back to episode five. After we were done recording, Claire's like, oh, what are you up to this weekend, Bruce? And I go, oh, I'm going to see Gone Girl. And your response was, what is Gone Girl? That's you had never heard true. of the movie or the book a couple months ago, but now you're... And now I'm a huge fan, so what does that say to you about, about dark places? Um, but the characters are just super twisted and... I love it. Nice. That's my recommendation. Perfect. All right, I'll uh, go next. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the Super Bowl. So before we get into online uh, dating, the Super Bowl was uh, last Sunday? Yeah, last Sunday. And it, it was phenomenal. I mean, comparing this Super Bowl to last year's Super Bowl is like comparing... I don't know, a really stale, gross turkey sandwich to, to like, a really... Subway? Yeah, from Subway, thank you. Uh, to, like, a really nice cut of steak that you get at a nice steakhouse. Like, this Super Bowl had it all. It was a really great game, two really good teams. I thought the halftime show was uh, really impressive. Last year's halftime show, I think, was Bruno Mars, and he was awful. I don't care what you think of Bruno Mars. He's a terrible halftime uh, show. It was, like, a... Um, 
it was like a cruise ship of, uh, you know, performance or whatever. It was, it was just terrible. I, I hated everything about it. But this year, I thought it kind of had um, a, a little bit of everything. So, so the, the two catches I thought were uh, amazing. Um, I thought the halftime show was amazing. The fight that broke out at the end was just uh, the cherry on the top of, uh, of the NFL season. And my favorite part about the fight is that it cut to Roger Goodell, who uh, is... What the CEO of the NFL, and he just looked, he had this like stricken look on his face, like there's not enough heartburn medication in the world to, to like digest what's going on right now because uh, he's definitely on the outs right now. But the most, uh, uh, the, the funniest part for me is when, after the Patriots uh, won, Tom Brady was up on the pedestal. And they presented him with the MPV, MVP uh, trophy. And whoever wins the uh, MVP trophy, you also get a red Chevy truck. So immediately, so, so they, uh, you know, give him the, the trophy or whatever. And then they kind of direct him to look over to his right. And there's this huge red Chevy truck sitting on the field. And they're like, oh, Tom, we'd like to give you the keys to these red, to this uh, truck. Tom is married to Giselle, who is one of the highest paid models in the world, I think. They have a house in Boston they just bought for $4.5 million. They have a house in New York City, an apartment in New York City for $14 million. And they have an L.A. mansion that they just sold to Dr. Dre because they want to upgrade, and they sold it to him for $40 million. This guy does not need a truck. And so (laughs) as I was going through my Twitter feed, I got to uh, Mo Rocca. You guys might not know, he's from The Daily Show. He has a show on the Cooking Network. He's on CBS This Morning. He's kind of a comedian that kind of bounces around to a bunch of uh, a bunch of things. And he just tweeted right after it happened, he was presented with the truck. He goes, no more taking the bus to practice for Tom Brady. I <laughs> <laughs> just thought it was perfect. And it just uh, captured my sentiments perfectly. And so shout outs to Moraka for that uh, perfectly timed tweet. Oh my gosh. I had no idea where that story was going. It's like, is he recommending the Super Bowl for people to watch? Yeah. But that was good. That was a good story. You really took us on a journey with that one. I mean, I will recommend <laughs> That was the goal. Uh, I will recommend the Super Bowl. If you didn't catch it, it was, it was something. And I think this is the highest rated Super Bowl in history. I was just going to ask. I think it usually is. Yeah. Every year. Every year. More and more. It tends to be higher rated. More and more. I don't know what the rating was, though. I'll have to look it up. Cool. Yeah. Andy, I'll throw it off to you, because I know you have a Super Bowl recommendation. Yeah, no, I and I think it was like 114 mil watched the Super Bowl, which was the all-time record. Which wow. I think it was like 112 last year, so it's always going to be like two or five more million every year, just Jesus. based on people liking football. So, But yeah, like what Bruce was saying, it kind of is a good transition to me, because my whole introductory segment was based on um, a specific player in the, who played in the Super Bowl, and... Uh, Someone that I've been, even though I despise the New England Patriots more than anything, I can't help but love him, is Rob Gronkowski, the tight end. (laughs) Um, I've loved him ever since college because this guy, he's going to be the biggest guy on the field. He's probably going to be the dumbest guy on the field, but he's the most talented guy on the field. So say what you want about him. He will throw on the ball. He's going to catch it. Just don't do anything fancy. Um, but just no. Like, and you'll watch, if you watch him play football, he usually just runs straight down the field. Like, he doesn't do any, like, crazy routes or anything. Like, he keeps it very simple, but he's still unstoppable. Yeah. So that's one thing. He's the thing. epitome of, like, 
Tom throws a football, I catch a football. Yeah. Like, that's, that's <laughs> it's like Gronk catch, Gronk spike. <laughs> Very simple. It's, it's, he gets it. He gets that part. And the best thing about him, too, is like not only is he a beast on the field, he's a beast off the field. So um, my introductory segment, which I actually shared to Bruce the other day, and I was because he turned to me, I was almost crying when I was listening at my desk. Um, you can find it either through YouTube or, um, you know, if you just search it, you'll find, like, just type in Gronk on um, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. And you'll see that he goes on Kimmel right after the Super Bowl, the day after the Super Bowl, actually. And it's honestly like when it's taped, whatever. He's still partying ever since he won uh, the Super Bowl, which everyone should be. But he's literally <laughs> on air. He is still hammered. <laughs> and like he's not, again, he's not smart to begin with, but he's trying to like not do anything wrong and just. There's not much upstairs, but like he doesn't want to like, curse or say anything. He's got his family in the, in the audience. His mom's there, and he's like talking about those ridiculous things about how last night he got two hours of sleep because he was too busy shuffling with his brothers, and they were <laughs> dancing all night long and like just crushing beer and uh, Patron. So um, the one-liners that he says in this interview are just drop-dead hysterical. So I just I highly recommend you just it's like a 15-minute segment, but just you don't have to watch it. Just like listen to it, and you'll so get good. the entire Gronk experience of like how much of a bro he is, how much of a party animal he is, but also like just and you take that into consideration of how unstoppable he is on the field is impressive. He's just he's just a, he's like a man child. So, what about your brothers? Are they single guys also? Uh, some of them. Uh, my brother Dan's married. Uh huh. Uh, great husband. Uh huh. Right, husband or wife? What are you? <laughs> oh, he's a great husband. No doubt. No doubt about it. He's unbelievable. Uh, he's got a kid actually. Um, our kid's name. Um, What's I'm his an name? uncle now. Yeah. Uh, my nephew. What's your nephew's name? Uh, Jace. <laughs> Jace. Great name. But I gotta, I gotta admit. I gotta admit. Um, I just love. As I was listening to it, <laughs> I just kept on thinking of like the pep talk he gave himself as he was waiting to go out. Like, all right, Gronk, you're super drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> but be cool. And, and he was doing that thing that you do when you're really drunk but trying to act sober when you just think if you're like super like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you, if you think that you're like really chill, then people won't notice that you're super drunk. And so everything that Kim will ask, he was like, whatever, yeah. Yeah, whatever. yeah everything. Like, oh, my Gronk uh, party bus, sure. Like going on Dance with the Stars, mate. Yeah, mate, why not? <laughs> Uh, and then he had read that excerpt from that book that's like a romantic novel but set to like Gronk and like him spiking the ball like on a girl's butt and stuff like that it was, and his mom was there like all red and getting embarrassed he didn't care clearly it was it was absurd so uh, Kimmel I, goes Kim, Kimmel's like uh, can you read an excerpt from this book and he starts by going I mean yes, I haven't read a book since ninth grade when they made me like you, you know you don't raise your hand but they call on you a mocking to remember or whatever. Mockingbird to remember? Right. Yeah. <laughs> University of Arizona graduate right here, folks. Uh, he's like, yeah, we're number one in the party school. We're number one for something. <laughs> like, oh my God. That alley, not so much scholastically. But so yeah, even if you don't like football, he's in, extremely entertaining. So it's, it's worth it. It's true. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, so actually, just something I wanted to say on that. I was watching uh, Kelly and Michael this morning because yes, I watch that show. Yeah. And um, they How were talking you about. Did you tape it? Or do you well, watch? I was late for work this morning. 
<laughs> yes, it comes on at 9 a.m. I wasn't going to make that point, but uh, I always know I'm late because I watch GMA in the mornings, and I always know I'm late when they're like, all right, Kelly and Michael. I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, man. Um, but this morning, they were showing, Michael was going through, um, he like highlighted that they had the Super Bowl parade recently, and he was hanging, Gronk was hanging off of like the parade float and like they just had all these photos of him just like drinking beer and hanging off the float during He was the opening flight. the beer with his mouth. Yeah, I can I can only imagine what that interview is like. Yeah. So I definitely will check that out. <laughs> uh, well mine's slightly less interesting. It has nothing to do with dark novels or the Super Bowl. Um, but it was something that I recently came across that I find very entertaining. It's a show. I recently got into cooking more um, and I'm pretty uh bad at it. <laughs> I like my food, but I don't know if I'd ever make someone else eat it. So Sounds like a true New Yorker. Yeah. <laughs> I just recently started using my kitchen, but um, I love the Food Network and I've loved it for years. And I recently was just watching it one day and came across a show called Worst Cooks in America, which is, it's in its sixth season and I did not know that. I don't know how I didn't come across the show, but it is the most entertaining thing. It makes me feel better about myself. Um, so I, yeah, I've actually learned quite a few things from that because they get yelled at things in the show for like doing things wrong, which I do wrong all the time. So I was like, oh good, at least there's not some crazy yeah. chef yelling at me. Um, but yeah, I would... Huh. Something so. that I, I've actually started watching every single Sunday night. It came on after the Super Bowl, and I recorded it because I knew it wasn't going to stay um, awake late enough to watch it, but I think I was more excited to see that after the Super Bowl so than the Super Bowl. So, what's the premise? Is it worst, worst chefs in America, as you said? They're yeah. trying to, like, turn identify? these chefs around? Yeah, so what happens is the these public? people... Well, no. So these people come on, and they try to prove that they're the worst, the worst cooks in America, and they get teamed up on these two different teams. So there's uh, Amberell is one of the worst. chefs. Yes. Well, no, to become better. So Amberell is one of the um, chefs, and the other one is Tyler Florence. And so they both have these teams, and they pretty... It's just, like them making a ton of mistakes. They get these really hard meals that they have to make and then they have to recreate them. So they get shown what to do and then just them trying to recreate these dishes are, it's it's crazy and it's very entertaining. So it's sort of like something very simple. I mean, but they give them these crazy tasks. Like they have to squeeze ink out of a squid to make squid ink oh, pasta. Man. And so if oh, you can man. imagine someone who's like, and there are certain people who are like, I've never eaten a raw tomato before. And it's like, how have you survived? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's quite entertaining. So. Oh my god, that's such a good one. Oh god, I have to check it out. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, because I love when Gordon Ramsay, like on those cooking shows, when he humiliates oh, yeah. people, it's amazing. Yeah. So it sounds yeah. like it's on that sort of path. <laughs> sounds like a theme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, good, great, welcome. Thanks for joining us, you guys. Um, we're gonna be talking about online dating this episode. Um, I'm gonna give a brief. Okay, this is not a brief history of online dating. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we'll start with, you, there's like billions of different online dating sites, and I actually, um, a little bit later, want to talk about this BuzzFeed article that I came across that was like the 20 weirdest online dating sites that you never knew existed, but um, Match.com is kind of what I go to in my mind when I think about like the traditional online dating site that's been around for forever. Um, Match.com was launched in 1995, um, and I think back then there was a pretty big stigma that was still associated with online dating um, that, you know, if you, you know, people should meet people in real life, and why would you online date, and whatever, but then in 1998, you've got Mail, that movie with um, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks came out, and I think it's, people have said that that movie kind of made it seem like, oh, it's okay, it's endearing to fall in love with someone over the internet, and maybe, you know, maybe it's okay to meet people that way, and then 
flash forward to 2012, Tinder is launched, which I think is kind of a big turning point for the whole online dating thing. Um, Bruce sent me an article that was released, what, yesterday in the New mm-hmm. York Times? Um, about Tinder and how it's kind of a good example of it's bringing people off of the internet and onto their mobile devices and online dating is just becoming something that people are doing constantly all the time. It really gave a venue for a lot of younger people to start dating online, Tinder especially. And I was reading some stats. Tinder, the average Tinder user spends 77 minutes a day on the app, which is ridiculous. Over an hour, um, there's 1.2 billion swipes. If anyone knows how Tinder works, you basically swipe left if or right if you like or don't like someone based on on their photo essentially um, so 1.2 billion swipes per day on tinder and 15 million um, matches per day and it's just it's absurd um, so I kind of want to kick it kick this off by talking about you know how has technology affected that the, the way that we've dated and are certain dating sites or apps kind of like skewing towards certain demographics um, do you guys think that there's still a stigma involved with da- with online dating like what's the what's the general consensus that you guys feel uh, this is a big topic for me. Um, uh, yeah, big online yeah, dating like, guy. Uh, guys, guys, yeah. I got this. I literally run the full gamut of all these ridiculous online dating because I'm tired of like meeting girls at 4 a.m. at the bar because that does, doesn't really work out in terms of dating. Like, just I, that's that's not the girl I want to like bring home to my mom. Um, so I would start off with like these these apps and I don't think there's a stigma anymore like I think there was maybe I don't know maybe like five years ago I feel like now it's just like so normal and there's so many people on it and I know so many people on it it's kind of funny um do you know anyone who has uh met someone on an online dating service and lies about it because I know someone um I know I feel like there's not a stigma to date but I feel like if you're in a serious relationship yeah I, I definitely know people who kind of fudge the truth about how they actually met. So I have to say, that's one of the most annoying things. I'm on Tinder. I love Tinder. Whenever I'm bored, I'm one of the, like, that 77 minutes is low for me. Um, so, a day. Um, but I'm one of those people that anytime someone says, oh, we'll lie about how we met, it's like, all right, I think it's the great, I would love to tell my mom that I'm dating someone I met on Tinder. Like, to me and my whole family, I don't think, yeah. it, to me, it doesn't matter if you like someone, it, how does it, why does it matter how you met? Um, you clearly were both on Tinder and like like found each other attractive, and then that's that's the first piece of it. And then having the conversation and just getting along is like as long as you get along, who cares? Yeah, yeah. I 100% agree with you. Is the fact that people are spending 77 minutes a day on Tinder means that it's working well or it doesn't work that well if people are going on for over an hour a day every day? I think for me, it's I, like I don't play a lot of games on app, like, you know, on my phone. To me, Tinder is my game that I play on my phone. So if I'm somewhere that has service, the most annoying thing is when I'm stuck underground on the subway and I can't, like, pass the time by playing on Tinder. But it's a, it's a game for me. And I literally say I'm playing Tinder. That's so true. I'll be like, oh, to my roommate or friends or whatever, what are you doing? Oh, I'm playing Tinder right now. I'm playing, <laughs> you know? Like, like don't like, whatever. And I, But I think Tinder, I used to like it a lot more than I like it now because a lot of the times um, it's either... I don't know if this is a guy versus girl thing, but the girls that I see on there, are there a lot of them are like bots. Like they're not real girls, huh. um, so that's sketchy. And then there's also like, <laughs> so that's already no, that's wasting my time. Then there's like women of the night that are on there. Yes, that put I've like heard things eight, about that. eighty roses for an hour. I'm like, no. So it's like, 
don't, and then there's some like really wait, wait, crazy. What does that mean? What is eighty roses for an hour? It's like eighty dollars an hour. For, oh, a dollar is a rose. Yes, they can't say dollars; <laughs> they say rose. So like, right, right. I mean, so it's like who's real? It's like a small percentage, and are, out of that small percentage, are you not psychotic? So it's like <laughs> this much. I'm looking at a girl, so I'm sick of Tinder. Um, That's not just girls, though. My um, I don't know if that was for that. I would love the other a, way around. A friend of mine recently sent me. Um, he, he, she was like, "Oh, you know my." You know my friend from home that I always tell you about? He's kind of like Guido-like. You know, she's like, I always send you, you Facebook pictures of him, and, you know, it's funny, whatever. We laugh. She's like, I found someone posing to be him on Tinder. And she, like, sent me a screenshot. Oh. She's like, his name is not Nick or whatever the poser's name was. Wow. And he's not 24, and he doesn't live in New York City. Oh. So it definitely happens the other way around, too. That's, yeah, like, I don't understand that. So, like, that kind of grew kind of tiresome. But then it's like, the another one that kind of spawned out of Tinder was Hinge. That's kind of, like, more... Like it's more acceptable based on like your third uh, connections via Facebook would only serve you these people versus Tinder could be to anybody and they'll be like only like fifteen a day versus Tinder you can be on for hours on end yeah. so it limits it a little bit more um, and that one definitely is more legitimate in my eyes just because I feel like if girls on there they're more so like actually looking for a relationship versus Tinder who knows so explain me how it works it's it's you link your Facebook accounts and then it's friends of your Facebook friends pretty much yeah and then it's only a certain number per day that they'll show you so you can't just be like swiping left and right for all day long how often are you on that app and then you'll scroll to someone and you'll recognize that person huh uh, not too often. <laughs> because I would imagine when it's a friend of a friend, yeah. you, know, you wouldn't know them well, but you'd be like, oh, yeah, I've, I've seen a friend. I found more of that on Tinder than I did Hinge, but really? I don't know if you saw well, that. I was just going to say, one of the funniest things and most awkward things is when I live pretty close to the office, and um, sometimes I'll <laughs> yeah, get... you still watch yeah. Regis and Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly I think that's more the reason why is because I have a 10-minute commute. But I've the most awkward thing is when you're on Tinder and you hit someone from the office, you're like, oh, I know this person. <laughs> I didn't know that was their name. And you have that internal dilemma of like, oh, I've always found them attractive. Do I swipe right or do I swipe left? And so that's, that's one yeah. of the interesting things about Tinder, I'd have to say. Yeah. And that's what brings up the other point of like how, and then again, I think all these spawned out of Tinder. The other one is now like Happen. Yes. If you know that one. And that's like yeah. the same thing where Wait, it's, what's that one? that yeah. one basically takes, um, and you can choose which or, which option you want. So you can link it through Facebook and it basically tracks wherever you walk or wherever you are. Wow. And if you cross paths with somebody. From like 250 feet or something. Yeah. Within that, within that range, it'll show, it'll show like in that main menu everyone and just list them and it shows you as many pictures as they want to say their age if they where they work um, that sort of thing and like and it shows you if you click on their picture it shows you a map of where on the street like yeah. you pretty much walk by one another and it'll tell you how many times so say you've passed them 10 times yeah. it'll give you but the only thing that again I don't like about that is that I live in a 25 story building and it's already awkward enough to run into people yeah. in the elevator that you don't like or your neighbor that you haven't really ever said hi to but to like get you pretty much just get everyone from your building yeah which is interesting <laughs> <laughs> or it's like you're out late one night and you totally forgot you were in this area like oh, you met here at three in the morning what <laughs> but if the tracking never stops well you can you can you can only you can set it if you want to say track when I'm in the app so only when you're actively on the app then it'll say right. all right anthony is here or you can just let it run wherever 
So it's like your phone is basically just tracking every move you make, and as long as there's another girl that's also doing that, they're gonna link it and put it on your main page. So you like that one or you don't like? I'm that a big one? fan of that one now because <laughs> I think the girls are much more responsive. They're much more normal and like put together, and their the talent is through the roof. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Blows away wow. Tinder and Hinge. Like my mind is blown. My buddy told me about it last week. I've been on it for literally a week, and mm-hmm. it's been sick. Good to know. Yeah. It's it's interesting the way people choose to portray themselves in their online dating profiles, and I think some people are good at having a good profile, and some people are horrible at it. I used to think for a while that, oh, maybe I'll start a side, of, a side business where I help people not look like such a creep on their online <laughs> dating profiles, but... Um, Angela, Bobby was telling me that you were kind of helping him out with that presentation he gave that was like online dating fails. Yeah. Um, so if you want to share a couple of like horrendous profiles you've come across, that yeah, would be awesome. Yeah, what have... were some of Bobby's fails? They were oh, so funny. He pretty much came to me. I was his resource. So there, <laughs> there's three different chains I have going on with people in the office of just any time I come across. So I, as I said, I spend about 77 minutes <laughs> plus uh, on Tinder and not every day. But when I do, I get into a good run where you'll just get some absolutely absurd people, and I take a screenshot of it. And I so the other day, I actually need to go through my photos and delete all of them because I have over like, three thousand <laughs> photos on my phone, and I can't back up to my iCloud anymore. Um, they're mainly a uh, Tinder. But yeah, I, I just send them off the really hilarious ones I send to people. Um, for a while, it's sort of like the equivalent of an emoji. I would just send a really awkward Tinder profile, sort of like my reaction to someone's comment. Um, but yeah, I helped Bobby definitely with his presentation. I think my favorite one was, uh, he, he went through a bunch of examples. Uh, my favorite one was whenever it's a group photo, just oh, assume yeah. it's kind of the the awkward person <laughs> in the side of the, like it's never it's never the good looking yeah, one the in a group photo. Yeah, the suspicious sunnies was another one. Anyone who every single photo they have is in sunglasses, it's is like sunglasses, mm, they're hiding yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Or if like they're never smiling in any of their photos, or it's always a profile photo. Right, right. it's always um, the right side of yeah. their face. Or yeah. anyone. So actually, I wanted to bring this up because I think that this would be an interesting thing because I. I have my definite nose. Yeah. Whenever I see a, a Tinder profile of any kind, it, it hits my no list. It's an automatic, like, all right, no. I don't care who. You could be the nicest person in the world. Yeah. But if I see that photo, it's a no. And for me, it's if you have a professional photo, like a professional modeling oh, yeah. photo yeah. as your any of your photos, you're an automatic no. <laughs> um, or funny. if any of yours are, like, shirtless or, like, of your body, that's an absolute no. Like, I Same. just... So I was just curious. Yeah. Do you have any from a girl's? Because yeah. as a girl with a Tinder Wait, profile... Yeah. Yeah. What if it's like a casual, like a casual shirtless photo? Well, I mean, like, if it's like, so like, it's, like, if it's you in, okay, mirror selfies. Any mirror selfie that a guy takes That's is a no. Why would mirror you selfie ever, or selfie of yourself in general. If you don't have enough photos of that are not selfies that you yeah. can't put them, it's a no. It's a um, but, okay, if you're at the beach and you're with, like, you're right, I don't, if you're an athlete of some sort, then maybe, like, if you're, I was a swimmer and a water polo player, so if you're in a swim, if you're yeah. swimming or that's fine. But it's the in the mirror with okay. shirtless photos. Important yes. distinction. It is, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I should have clarified that. I think for me, I hate, like, if there's the group picture, is immediately like, when I'm supposed to, like, I'm doing, like, you know, like, 
picture in picture to see which one are you really <laughs> like I'm not like Harriet the Spy oh, I'm not yeah. doing that <laughs> everyone annoying. has your photo yeah, yeah. So yes, I'm yes, that's, that's um, one. if you like take a picture with like a lion cub or something or like a tiger <laughs> like I've seen so many girls doing that like what the hell is this or like why is this a thing I, what you live in the wild goodbye <laughs> um, I, this is just a personal preference of mine like if you're like bragging about it in a picture where you're like smoking that's not really cool to me I'm just anti-smoke so for me that's an immediate no um I'm trying to think anything else or or any like girl that's dressed in their Halloween costume and it's like a very like bloody costume or something <laughs> I've seen a bunch of those like that is frightening <laughs> so no again like I want to see what you actually look like you know Halloween's great I love Halloween but I we date 364 other days of the year yeah. so that'd be nice because that outweighs the one day um, those are the I think those are the top ones you're really searching for someone who has a wholesome just, image it's really not that I didn't think it was that hard but it really is it's yeah. like not really asking for much yeah. and like to respond to messages if we match because that's all another annoying thing on Tinder and Hinge where so, like we'll match and it's like clearly you like me enough to say yes but then when I make I always make the first move to respond and then it's just silence well, so what is your go-to move? Because this is another thing. Any yeah, no, guy that writes to me, just hey. No, that never. I will that. never write no, back. That's you t- or hey, what's going on? No. You get Lame. one time. I just got Angela exclamation point, and I just wrote back whatever their name was exclamation point, and never wrote back. Yeah. But I mean, so if no, if that's you, that's laziness. So what is? I never. I'm never the one to write first, unless it's some sort of like if I have some weird connection or it's someone I semi know then I'll write something but what is your go-to line for so I literally was having yes, this conversation this <laughs> oh, but uh, oh man yeah, I don't want to give out my game but it's fine and I think and tell me if I'm wrong because this has been working so much better on Happen and it it really is it's really been a sporadic oh I feel like you hinge. have a spreadsheet with like tons of data and yeah, I no, just like yeah. to look at I do have a spreadsheet but that's a that's a different that conversation Oh, yeah, no, that's kind of crazy that you got that. <laughs> okay. But uh, let's stick to if something. This, then this. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so my big thing, it's, well, my favorite time, but I'll do it throughout the week, but my favorite time is either Friday or Monday because I can really use the weekend as, mm. my, as my buffer. So I gave this example earlier. Um, so I met this girl, Tracy, and uh, she spelled it in a very, like, Unusual way, so no. but whatever. No, no, that's fine. That's cool. I like it's a fine name. Um, so my big thing is I'll start off with, oh hey, give them a nickname. So I called her Trey, T R A Y. Oh hey Trey, what's going on? Question mark. Then I always and I always do a second sentence that is specific to their profile or like their bio to show that I'm not just like spamming this out to every girl that I match. So it's like she said that she really hates the the Seahawks. So I was like. You must have, She yeah. sounds horrible. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> <laughs> like really just anti. So I was like, oh, you must have been stoked on Sunday, like, and then uh, you know something like that. Or the best was this past Monday. My line was, "Hey, give the girl a nickname. What's going on? <laughs> on a scale, on a scale of one to ten, how much did you love the puppy bowl?" Ooh, is that good? good? It's, it's like good. everyone watches the puppy bowl, or like if not that, then like we're talking about Super Bowl because everyone watches the puppy bowl. Can I say that that your your strategy sounds a lot like the template you're supposed to use when you thank someone for an interview. <laughs> like, like create a joke with them and then reference something from the interview. Yeah. Maybe that's, yeah. It seems Maybe that's like, like a similar template. So many interviews in my life. Like, use that in dating. 
But I feel like as long as you personalize that, I feel like a girl would appreciate that, right? Yeah, I agree. Anytime any guy does that, they don't need to. They don't need to give me a nickname. Yeah, but like, yeah. um, if they if they write something, I don't have anything written in my profile because it's tougher. Every time I write something, it just comes across weird. And especially as many times as I match with people, either from college or from work or like something else. It's always awkward for me to read someone else like what they think of themselves, and so I I don't know. It's I stay away from that area, um, but anytime someone will reference something within my photos, like in my photos, I had I have like three different hair colors because as you guys can tell, I'm not naturally blonde. Um, but like in one of them, I have really dark hair. One I have really blonde, and one's like in between, and one was curly, one was straight, one was. So the guy was like, he wrote like, "You're always drinking," and two of them with my aunt. They're like, "You're always drinking wine with your your." He thought it was my mom. Like with your mom, you like to change your hair, and like this is this really funny thing. But it got me, it got my attention. It yeah. made me realize that he actually went through mm-hmm. and looked through my photos. It just shows that like, they're paying attention. Exactly. So that's all you need. Yeah. Because you could just do, hey, exclamation point to every girl or guy. And exactly. it's like, is that really what you're going to do to start with? It's really lame. I do, I, I do want to talk quickly yeah. about um, really weird na- niche so dating sites that I have come across that these are real. Um, and if anyone has any, you know, niche dating sites that they think they should exist, uh, shout them out. But I saw one called um, Amish Dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that one. Which I'm confused about how an Amish person would utilize this yeah, site. I don't think it's kind <laughs> of... Well, what is it called? Isn't it uh, Rum Springer, the year that... Doesn't the Amish tradition have a, uh, something where for one year in your teens you get to leave the Amish community and then you decide whether you want to come back? Oh, yeah. Is that well, called Rumspringer? Maybe Rumspringer? that's what it's for. I don't know what it's know. called, but I think that exists. Sounds right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen any. I've also ca- came across a mullet passions. Oh, wow. for, for those who have mullets or really appreciate them, there's a community for them that would the, exists. Would the woman have a mullet, too? There was pictures of women with mullets on this site. With yes. men with mullets or men like who just like mullets? Yeah. I or think both. it's really whatever you're fancy about mullets. <laughs> yes, <laughs> if you're pro-mullet, This yeah. is a place for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel like they have a lot for animals, and it's starting no, yeah. to get more and more specific. Like, it used to be dog lovers, cat lovers, but now it's like a... Uh, you know, chocolate lab lovers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like find other chocolate lab lovers. It's yeah. really honing in there. Yeah. I saw Farmers Only. I know that one's been oh, yeah. That one, I, first, I was waiting. I thought it was like a, a skit for like SNL and then the, the commercial ended and I was like, wait, there was no punchline. That's a thing. Yeah. So, and they push money out in the market. Like, I see that commercial all the time. It's like I later see it on. Too. But, it, yeah. In New York City, yeah. which I'm confused about. The targeting doesn't seem Farmers right. Only, I think you need yeah, an media agency. Uh, yeah, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> really blast. I mean, they're, they're trying to blast impressions. Good for you, but like, yeah. it doesn't really resonate here. All right, we have to wrap up. This has oh. been so educational. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us, yeah, you guys. Thanks. Thanks for the invite. This we want to uh, thank Steffi Copeland for the intro and outro music. Yeah. And we will see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye.